0: The Naperville Area Chamber of Commerce is pleased to bring you this special presentation of the State of the City. Brought to you by the following sponsors. I'm Kaylin Riswold, President and CEO of the Naperville Area Chamber of Commerce. Thank you for joining us virtually for this special edition of our annual State of the City event. This is our 30th year presenting the State of the City, and the Naperville Area Chamber of Commerce is excited we can still bring you this event. Though it may be a little bit different, we want you, our members, and our friends to know that we are still working to move your business forward. I need to first and foremost thank the City of Naperville and Mayor Steve Chirico. The city has always been a fantastic partner and this year is no different. They have been with us every step of the way from postponing our in-person event to pivoting the program into this virtual event. So thank you for your patience and your support. The chamber would like to thank our presenting sponsor, Navistar, for their generous support of today's event. We also want to thank BMO Harris as today's virtual event sponsor and Naperville Bank and Trust and BP for being our supporting sponsors. Also, thank you to Right Size Facility. And we do have some great partners who have committed to being our virtual table sponsors today. So thank you for your support of our reimagined event. It's through the continued support of our sponsors that allows the Chamber to continue to move business forward. We have Mayor Steve Chirico with us today to present the 2020 State of the City Address. Mayor Chirico is a lifelong Naperville resident, proud business owner, and advocate for our businesses. Now in his second term, we thank the mayor for his approach to responsible development, financial responsibility, and our community safety, as well as his smart leadership through the COVID-19 pandemic. The mayor is fully committed to both our community's health and safety, as well as Naperville's economic recovery. Now it is my pleasure to introduce you to our mayor, Steve Cherico.
1: Thank you, Kaelin. It's a pleasure to present my fifth State of the City Address virtually to you all. This is a very different way of sharing the city's news, but as you all know, these are very different times. It's important that we use technology and a little creativity to look back on the past year and share what's ahead. But I will miss your enthusiasm and your applause throughout this speech. Maybe we can set the scene with a little round of virtual applause to kick things off. There we go, that's more like it. I wanna start by recognizing those who helped make this special presentation possible. The Chamber of Commerce, Liz Spencer and her staff at NCTV 17, And of course my wife Julie and our entire family and that includes our newest granddaughter Charlotte and another granddaughter arriving next month. I want to give a special thanks to the new Chamber of Commerce President and CEO Kaylin Rizvold. Kaylin grew up in Naperville and has jumped right into her new role. Her team has spent many hours helping businesses learn what resources and help are available to them. Kaylin, thank you for moving business forward in these times. I'd also like to welcome the new Chamber Board Chairman, Ian Holzhauer. If that Holzhauer name sounds familiar, it's because Ian's brother, James, had a great run on Jeopardy in 2019. We were glad that Ian was leading our business community forward. Thank you, Ian, and good luck during your tenure as Chairman. The beginning of this year was a blank slate. It was full of promise and excitement. We entered a new decade with abundant hopes and dreams for our future. But the story that has unfolded over the last few months is nothing we ever expected. Our entire world has changed in the blink of an eye. Originally, my theme for this year's State of the City was reinvesting in our community. But I needed to make a slight change to that theme because now we are reinvesting in our resilient community. The innovation and creativity I've seen during this time is amazing. But all of us know there are still many challenges ahead. As a city, we need to ask ourselves, how will we continue to reinvest in our ongoing services, even in the face of a worldwide crisis? As a government, we don't just focus on offering new services, building new roads or implementing new technologies. Of course, those are a big part of what we do but it's also our job to continually reinvest in our community and our assets. And that doesn't change even when the world does. So in a year that will define a generation, I'm challenging us to look back on the foundation we've built. At the city, our foundation starts with our finances. Our fiscal accomplishments provide the basis for our future economic success. The city council and I have worked very hard the past years to rebuild the city's finances. And it's times like these that I'm thankful we made those hard decisions. Our finances have given the city stability over these last few months. It's allowed us to provide immediate financial relief to the residents and businesses like waiving late fees for utility payments, extending tax payment deadlines and reducing third quarter commuter parking permit fees by half. Our three financial principles have allowed us to hold the line on property taxes. We estimate that the average homeowner has saved almost $700 on the city portion of their property tax bills since 2015. I'd like to take a moment to recognize our city council. Together, they have made this financial success possible. Judy Broadhead, Kevin Coyne, Patty Gustin, Paul Hinterlong, Patrick Kelly, John Crumman, Teresa Sullivan, and Benny White. Thank you to all of them for their dedication to our community. Our debt levels have gone down and our cash reserves have gone up. At the end of our last year, we reduced our overall debt by 31% since 2015. And over the past four years, we've added $45 million to our cash reserves. When you look at all these actions, they add up to a value not found anywhere else in the suburbs. When we put together this year's budget, we looked at the major charges and taxes that our residents pay annually. And we used that data to come up with an average annual cost of living in Naperville. As you can see, at about $4,500, we have the lowest cost of living compared to any of the surrounding communities. So let's recap for a minute. One, we've got a structurally balanced budget. Two, we've reduced our debt and upped our cash reserves each year, which has helped us weather the immediate effects of the COVID-19 crisis. Three, we've lowered the tax rate and continued to hold the line on property taxes. Four, through it all, we've maintained a AAA bond rating for 24 years. And five, our cost of living is significantly lower than our neighbors. So it's true, Naperville is the best value around. And now, let's pause for a word from the chamber sponsor for today's event. At International Truck, we have the broadest work truck lineup in the industry. visit internationaltrucks.com. International Truck, it's uptime.
0: Help is what we've always given. So thank you to our helpers at BMO and beyond. Thank you to the healers, the fighters, the all-nighters, the cleaners, the movers, the 18-wheelers. Thank you to the farmers, the grocers, the above and beyonders. Thank you to all the frontliners for keeping our lives moving when the world needs to stop.
1: Part of our responsibility as a city is to help our state succeed. That has included my advocating for the responsible, local, data-driven reopening of our economy. Even before the recent events, I was concerned how the state will address pension obligations in the coming decade. Naperville continues to lead the way in pension funding. The model we have for fiscal governance and stability in Naperville is one I am proud of and proud to share. And I am equally proud to say I have been appointed by Governor Pritzker to the transition board for the state's Consolidated Firefighters Pension Fund. I will continue to work with the state to promote our economic interests because our economic strength is directly tied to our city's success. There are several areas I believe we as a city can reinvest in Naperville. Area one, our infrastructure, area two, our economy, area three, our organization, area four, our values, and area five, our community. Let's start with the obvious, our infrastructure. The annual dollars we put into fixing our roads and utilities have returned to pre-recession levels. I've noticed this when I'm driving, and I hope that you have noticed it as well and more projects are in the works. Now make no mistake, we wanna be mindful of the financial climate we're in right now. But if we don't keep reinvesting in this type of maintenance now, we know it will be much more expensive in the future. And we also understand the unique role the city will play in the economic recovery. As an economic engine for the region, the city's projects can help keep people employed. Because stopping our work doesn't help put people back to work. To that end in 2021 and 22, we'll rebuild the Washington street bridge. The current bridge is 40 years old and 25,000 plus vehicles drive over it every day. It's at a point where we must rebuild it to handle the large number of trucks and cars going through the downtown. Reconstruction isn't glamorous and it oftentimes causes significant inconvenience now more than ever. But if we don't reinvest in our infrastructure, our long-term quality of life and economic recovery will suffer. Once done, this work improves the everyday experiences for our community. We expect that to happen with North Roar Road as well. We're planning now for road work in 2021 between Frontenac Road and Fairway Drive. And in 2022, we'll replace the railroad bridge and increase the number of lanes in this vital link between Naperville and Aurora. The best part, we received $9.8 million in federal funding for this project. That's money we didn't need to get from our local taxpayers. Another major project is the construction of our CNG fueling station. I'm proud to announce work is beginning this week and it will open this summer. Once complete, this station will provide clean fuel to the city vehicles and those of our waste collector grouped. Even better, the station will be open to the public. But reinvesting in our community isn't just about roads and bridges or buildings. It's also about our economy, the second area of focus I mentioned. Now, more than ever, we need to encourage responsible development in Naperville. This type of investment brings jobs and commerce and boosts our tax base. And it's how we can move forward, because when we turn our backs on development, We also turn our backs on jobs, and sales, and housing, and purchases that come with it. We've been hard at work building a strong business base, and I'm thrilled that we have several major projects in the works. We have some big things happening on East Ogden Avenue, starting with Costco building its second Naperville location at the East Ogden Mall site. The council and I have focused on redevelopment in this largely vacant area for years. We estimate the new Costco will bring in over $1 million in sales tax revenue and three to $400,000 in motor fuel tax revenue. I wanna give a very special thanks to Christine Jeffries and the Naperville Development Partnership for making this project and many others a reality. The entire Ogden Avenue area has been on our radar for redevelopment. And we've seen several wins over the last few years to breathe new life into this corridor. Like the new Culver's, the KLA school and the recently opened Guzman y Gomez restaurant and the new Starbucks and strip mall, South of the jewel Andy's custard and burrito Paria Mexicana. But there's even more to come. I'm thrilled to share that I've been told developer Thompson Thrift is actively working with a national retailer on a new grocery concept for the old Fair Oaks Ford property that will occupy 35,000 square feet. Focusing on the opportunities in this area, instead of just the challenges, has led to creative solutions, like when the Council approved converting the old Regency Inn to micro-apartments last year. This was a unique chance to move the needle on the topic of affordable housing. But the news doesn't just stop on the east side. Moving south, I'd like to remind you of the good news that made headlines. The old Dominick's at the Route 59 and 95th Street is officially becoming the first Amazon grocery store in the Midwest. All of these things are outstanding examples of reinvesting in our existing retail space. Another great example is the Westford Court on Route 59. By adding new retailers and modernizing the space, this has brought new activity and vibrancy to this key commercial corridor. And we continue to seek innovative ways to fill vacancies and develop new spaces. As the state's largest economy outside of Chicago, we must lead the way in out-of-the-box thinking, especially now. For example, last year the council said we would consider business districts to help develop certain areas. The Mall of India on Route 59 helped bring about that discussion. Along with the old Walmart building, the owners of that mall have also purchased the old Sam's Club. It will eventually become a mixed-use facility that celebrates creativity in a global setting. In addition to the Matrix Club and Convention and Banquet Center, it will also be the home to the Matrix Room and Lounge and the Drishti Center for Performing Arts. This means that a quarter million square feet of vacant space is set to be repurposed and put back on the tax rolls. Staying on top of modern development trends is critical, and we believe that, that trend won't go away in the current climate. It just may be a little modified. On the northwest side, CityGate is becoming one of those destinations through new housing and entertainment options. That includes building apartments with a unique rooftop space planned for the next year or two. And in March, Intercontinental Development submitted its plan for the 60-acre CityGate West development on the northwest corner of I-88 and Route 59. As currently presented, CityGate West will embody a live, work, and play concept featuring commercial, hotel, residential, and office space. That also includes high-class amenities, open space, and the new headquarters for the Naperville Century Walk. It won't happen overnight, but putting the wheels in motion for the big plan shows our ongoing vibrancy and value in the Chicago region. And we're proud when companies see the value Naperville has to offer and they decide to move here. Like Papa Nicholas Coffee bringing its corporate offices and production to the new facility on Frontenac Road. Or Fluid Air leasing its new 105,000 square foot facility on Fisher Drive. Or the Schumann, which now has 100,000 square feet of its modern workspace under lease. And BMO Harris announcing late last year that it would move 450 employees from Buffalo Grove to Naperville. These are just a few of our success stories over the past year. Let's take a look at some of the other developments changing the face of our city. I've talked a lot about the outward effects of reinvestment, but we also must look inward, which leads me to our third area of focus. Reinvestment in the city as an organization is what will keep us ready to respond to the challenges and opportunities now ahead of us. As a city, we have four ends policy that shape our goals. It's critical to review these goals and make sure that they remain relevant in today's landscape. And we are fortunate to have a talented team of city leaders to carry out our vision. Last year, we reinvested in our top talent by welcoming three new faces to director positions. First, we welcome Daryl Blennis to the Water Utility, where he will help usher in the next generation of water meter reading. The Water 2.0 project will install the necessary equipment to allow water meters to be read remotely. So what does this mean? You will eventually have online access to your water usage data just like you have now with your electric through the Empower Dashboard. Thank you to the new electric director, Lucy Podlesny, and your team for building the Empower Dashboard in-house. And if that wasn't enough, Electric and our development team helped make it easier to install solar panels in Naperville. Thanks to their efforts, we received the highly coveted National SolSmart Silver designation last year. We also welcomed Jackie Wynn to lead our IT department. And speaking of technology, we continue to look for new ways to make our services more convenient. I can't think of a better example than last year's launch of the electronic plan submittal and review. Now the public can submit their plans with the click of a mouse. And even better, every city department can review and make comments on the plans digitally. Over time, we will eliminate thousands of pounds of paper. And during the stay-at-home order, this is how our staff, kept reviewing development proposals. And we created other procedures during that time to move the city business forward, like accepting electronic building permit applications and conducting virtual inspections. These were all wins for the city, the environment, and for you. Our new leaders don't end with just the utilities and technology. We've seen some familiar faces in the public safety take on senior leadership roles. Over the past two years we've welcomed two of our first female deputy chiefs in our city's history, Amy Scheller in fire and now retired Kathy Anderson in police. Both have been exceptional leaders in their field, dedicated public servants and devoted lifelong learners. It's worth noting that Naperville has a rich history of strong female leadership, exemplified by former mayor Peg Price. Sadly former Mayor Price passed away in late April during her tenure City Hall was built and the water utility was created and she leaves behind a legacy of volunteerism and a can-do spirit let's take a moment to remember her this year is also the hundredth anniversary of the 19th amendment granting women the right to vote so it's only fitting to recognize and celebrate the contributions that women have made to our city I know Naper Settlement is doing this through its Her Story project that will shine a light on Naperville's phenomenal women and how they have empowered others. And to the women of yesterday who have built our community, the women of today who are leading in the boardroom and on the front lines, and the girls of tomorrow with no limits on who they can become, we applaud you. Speaking of voting, Listening to and serving voters is at the core of what we as city leaders do. And our voters have changed significantly in the last 20 years. The Naperville of 2020 is far different than the Naperville of past years. Just like our country, our demographics are changing. And with those changes comes a need to reinvest in our values, today's fourth area of focus. So what and who is the Naperville of 2020? Let's hear from some of our neighbors in their own words.
0: My Naperville is welcoming. And my Naperville is home. It's a community where people care about each other. Age friendly and
1: dementia friendly. My Naperville is safe. My Naperville is a place where everybody can get along.
0: Our Naperville is about making sure that everybody who works, plays, grows, goes to school here, who is here, can be
1: here. My Naperville is a place where I feel safe to go outside and enjoy the weather. My Naperville is ambitious and progressive. Family.
0: Multi-generational. Exciting. It's a place
1: where I can go out and freely express myself.
0: Home for almost 50 years. My Naperville is beautiful.
1: My Naperville is a community where we teach our kids to give back is energetic and supportive.
0: Where you can bring your whole self, whether you're queer, trans, straight, gay, um, everyone has a place.
1: My Naperville is inclusive.
0: Our Our Naperville is awesome! So I think Naperville is a city that is constantly changing, and I think that's very good. When you become stagnant, then you become comfortable with your ideas. In the last two years, We've had tragedies to the Jewish community in Pittsburgh and in Poway, California, and the response from the religious community has been wonderful.
1: I see a shift towards uh, involvement and organizations that
0: honor the worth and dignity of all people. I immigrated to the United States ten years ago, and I have been working and living in Naperville for almost four years. This is my husband, Andres. We met in Naperville and we got married in Naperville.
1: What I really appreciate about Naperville in diversity and inclusion is the fact that they're willing to listen. Um, The fact that they understand that there's work to be done.
0: I, as a person with a disability, a hidden disability, multiple sclerosis for 40 years, and a visible disability for five years from a fractured back, I'm looking to see more inclusion for persons with a disability. It means a lot to me that the city is at least willing to listen to ideas. I want Naperville to continue to be a place where we can all raise our families in a safe environment and welcome new families into that safe environment as well.
1: I belong to this beautiful community.
0: I belong. I belong. belong. We We belong. belong. We belong.
1: I belong. I belong. I belong. I belong. You belong. We all belong to this community, and we all play a role in Naperville's story. We know that diversity and inclusion make our community stronger. But we also know we have work to do in this area. Three high-profile racial incidents made headlines in our community last year. And more recently, we've heard disparaging remarks against certain ethnicities based on where the new coronavirus originated. Tomorrow evening, the City Council will consider a resolution on this topic. To turn a blind eye to these incidents is not the way to move forward and make lasting change. Instead, we responded by strengthening the foundations of trust and partnership we have in this community and the strengthening of those bonds starts with having courageous and challenging conversations with each other it starts with listening to and understanding the life experiences that have shaped our neighbors worldviews councilman benny white's naperville neighbors united group has been the leader in these efforts i want to thank benny for bringing us together for these important discussions last year we also revised the city's mission statement to show our commitment to these issues. Our mission statement now reads, to provide services that ensure a high quality of life, sound fiscal management, and a dynamic business environment while creating an inclusive community that values diversity. This is only the start. We're also looking at implementing implicit bias training for city staff in the best ways to partner with organizations to enhance their ongoing work. But understanding who we are as a community and listening to each other has been an important first step. And this spring gives us another unique opportunity to learn more about Naperville. The 2020 census is now underway. This is our once in a decade chance to learn about our makeup. The census also has real economic impact through how federal dollars are sent to us. Over 75% of you have already responded, and we have even gotten the highest self-response rate in the country for cities of our size. I know the census will help shed light on who our community is and how we have grown, but of course, those are just numbers, and they don't tell the whole story. Let's take a look at the organizations that reinvest in our residents daily. I'd like to give a special thanks to DuPage and Will Counties for taking the lead on protecting our residents' health. The county health departments have provided clear, consistent information and tips and data throughout this pandemic. They've helped us make the best decisions for Naperville's health and safety. My thanks to outgoing Will County Executive Larry Walsh and DuPage County Board Chairman Dan Cronin for their leadership. And now, Let's take a pause for a word from the chamber sponsors for today's event.
0: Naperville Bank and Trust has the expertise, knowledge, and experience to help you reach your business goals.
1: They provide all the tools that
0: you would ask uh, that we as a growing business need of a bank. Most importantly to me, it's a, a great personal relationship we have with Tom and John and, and our bankers.
1: It was the best thing we could have done in banking. And banking can be very cold. What the bank brings to us is, is that warm feeling when you come into the bank and people say, hi, Greg.
0: It's about being part of the community again, about being a name again, about having credit. For who your business is, instead of just being, well, instead of just being a number. Naperville Bank and Trust. Bring it home.
1: I've talked a lot about reinvesting in our infrastructure, in our economy, in our organization, and our values. All of those actions are the basis for how we are reinvesting in our community. My fifth and final area of focus today. It's by continually raising the bar that Naperville was recently named the safest city in America and made Money Magazine's best places to live list last year. Safety is a big reason why we keep receiving these awards. Our public safety teams continue to reinvest in themselves and the community through data-driven innovation. Through crisis intervention team training and grant funding exercises with our neighbors in Aurora, we've seen education lead to positive outcomes in our neighborhoods. And this year, the police department will hire four uniformed officers to serve as a strategic patrol unit. The unit will focus on community-based concerns and trending crimes that data shows take more time and resources to handle. And they can supplement our patrol officers to help keep those officers on the beats. Our fire department will continue focusing on community risk reduction programs, like the senior home safety surveys they've offered. Naperville's senior population is growing, and these visits help identify potential fire or injury hazards before they become an issue. I'd like to give a special thanks to Police Chief Bob Marshall and Fire Chief Mark Pyknidis for their continued leadership in keeping Naperville safe. Reinvesting in our community also means preparing for the community's future, which includes land planning. Naperville's master land use plan is our blueprint for the growth and development. Last year, we started the process of updating this plan to include new concepts and trends. It will provide a clear guidance to everyone, the public, developers, and community leaders on how Naperville will move forward. The plan is being finalized and will come before city council at some future date. And this plan also dovetails with housing, another area of special focus. The housing needs of our seniors and recent graduates requires creativity to address. Smaller spaces, affordability, and walkability are items these groups desire. And I believe the Fifth Avenue project remains an outstanding opportunity to address these issues. Now more than ever, we must look at how our development decisions today impact our economic recovery tomorrow ryan companies has given the city a revised design for this area along with the anticipated costs we have a once in a lifetime opportunity to take this land and make it benefit the entire community the commuters residents the downtown everyone large-scale discussions like these require time deliberate thought and forward-thinking policy and while you may not see the results in short order over time That planning will make a difference. Our infrastructure, our economy, our organization, our values, and our community. Together, these are the unshakable foundations of Naperville's future. And together, these are the foundations of a city whose residents care about one another. Our future may look a little different now, but what hasn't changed is the kindness and compassion and generosity that I see every day. These small actions are how we all reinvest in our resilient community and each other. Over the past two months, I've seen so many neighbors and friends put we over me. They've supported our businesses and they've supported each other. And those relationships are what will move us forward. By facing our challenges together and using innovation and creativity to drive our recovery, We'll rise above the circumstances of today and into a better tomorrow. Thank you so much for your support and be well.
0: And thank you so much to Mayor Cherico and the city of Naperville for your valuable reflection on our city. Thank you again to our presenting sponsor, Navistar, our event sponsor, BMO Harris Bank, and our supporting sponsors, Naperville Bank and Trust, as well as BP. Also thank you to Right Size Facility. It's through all of our sponsorships that we've been able to bring you this special edition State of the City event. It's not quite how we imagined our 30th year celebration would go, but we wanted to get this information to you, even if it was presented in a different way. If you'd like to learn more about the Naperville Area Chamber of Commerce and our virtual programs, visit naperville.net. I look forward to seeing you around virtually and learning more about how the Naperville area Chamber of Commerce can help move your business forward.